0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello and welcome. This is Talk Cosmos, and I'm Sue Rose Minahan, And tonight is February 15th, 2020, and we have our repeat show Thursday morning at 6 in the morning. And, of course, you can get that online at 1150 KKNW if you're not here in Seattle at the Northwest. And I think I said, yes, that's 6 a.m. Tonight we're still in the Aquarius archetype, and our title subject tonight is New Seeds Germinating you know, it's a very potent time that this entire 2020 is experiencing. And we each know that both on a personal and a collective order. And as astrologers, we can look at all these energies and go, oh, yes, yes, yes. So meaning that what comes first? Well, as far as this program, Talk Cosmos, we do have this nice umbrella of Aquarius, meaning that it's by the archetype. But you know every archetype actually incorporates everything under the sun it, it meaning that anything can happen but it does have a thread somehow to that archetype and that's the beauty of it it's like what really is this archetype as we expand and kind of investigate it well one very useful way at which i'm using at present is or a couple well okay a couple of things it won't be just one thing but Uranus does rule Aquarius, and Uranus is in Taurus, and it's doing a lot of energetic uh, business. This, uh, and it r- rules any signs in Aquarius, so that'll be one theme. But I want to mention as a backdrop to this entire 2020 is a most unusual uh, uh, planetary cycle, because it is a cycle. That's what astrology is really about. Is the orbits that the planets and the other bodies and points make in relationship to each other. It's mathematical, but without going too far into that little rabbit hole. So the point is, is that Pluto, the furthest planet, still a planet, the dwarf planet that has its other rulerships out beyond it and of transformation, is in tension, as we call a square with Eris, which is way out there and in astrology, the planet of discord. And it's in this 500-year cycle, and this year happens to be squaring the two men's intention, which hasn't happened for 500 years, approximately. It's a few more, but so it's it's pretty potent times. And Eris was the one that wasn't invited to the big party way back in the Olympic times of the goddesses and gods, of mythology, and was at a very particular party. But the point was that she threw a golden apple to the three goddesses that were invited and said, who's the fairest of you all? And it essentially started the Trojan War, which, again, was a huge leap of consciousness in nine years, which actually happened in history. So the point was, is that these energies of discord of trying to find truth beyond it all somehow is seeping into our reality now and so that's what I meant by the backbone of it because it's when you have large contextual energies like this the orb or the influence extends for a period of time so three times the exact square, as we call it in astrology, happened. That was January 26th. It'll happen again on June 14th and also in December 10th. So the orb is happening here and there. That isn't going to be the whole conversation, but I did want to kind of preempt that as where these seeds of germination that my wonderful guest and I will be contemplating. And I am most pleased to have Leslie Francis of Alberta, Canada, in Edmonton. She is the author of Lou Ellen Sun Signs 2019 and 2020, and a professional astrologer, an intuitive astro- uh, tarot person, also. But and quite involved these days with ongoing webinars that she's been working with that are in on her site, com, and also in conjunction with Sam Reynolds. And this particular one coming up will be Lunar, and there'll be a little at the half hour a mention about that.
1: So, Leslie, hello, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, very Uranian energy today. It's like trying to to maintain a uh, uh, where was I going and what was I supposed to be doing? <laughs> well, you know, Kind of day for me anyway. <laughs> well, you know,
0: this really follows up with our whole inspired conversation because we spoke last on November 30th. And at that time, we were looking ahead at this conjunction in January with the stellium in Capricorn at 22 degrees that happened on the 12th that in particular was Saturn and Pluto. And of course we were figuring out this or that or possibilities as everybody is and thinking, well, we have to talk afterwards to find out what's happening. Well, so really it is a matter of, I don't think anybody really knows where they're at. That's the whole point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think that the most important thing that people can do is not to project too far into the future. I, I I really do think that we have a number of of what I call points of initiation, which are the same thing really as, you know, seeds that are germinating. We're heading in. And, And, of course, Uranus in Taurus is very much about, you know, what is it that you want to grow? Because Taurus is very much about the cycle of germination. For me, Taurus is always, you know, the little sprout sticking its head above the earth going, so where do I go now?
0: Excellent, and
1: yes. and so we're in that cycle. Actually, um, and and as you pointed out when we were talking, all the planets are direct now. And people might want to know what that means. It means that all the energy right now is flowing outward. Ret- retrogrades are what we what looks like the planet going backwards. Is really an opportunity to go inside. And so here we are right now, trying to figure out where to go forward, outside ourselves. And there are so many. How shall I put it? I don't know that I call them conflicting energies, but but different kinds of energies. A number of of energy relationships between planets, and and some of them are dwarf planets. Some of them are planets. Planets, for want of a better word. Some of them are asteroids. So, uh, like part of that stellium. In, in January was Ceres, which is has a lot to do with nurturing and planting and harvesting. So again, there's that theme that you were talking about of germinating. And, and so this year is going to be a lot about what are you germinating and what are you trying to grow after that. And, and it's going to be an interesting process, as it seems like uh, so many of the pantheon of planets, etc. cetera, want to weigh in on the discussion
0: ooh that's very important it does become a real uh um a river of many energies and and process you know Ceres right now is so potent especially because it's in this archetypal sign of aquarius and and it really does want us to you know Ceres is nurturing and reclaiming and so Yes, it seems as though we're trying to throw out old patterns, old patterns of thinking. And when it gets into like... but Oh, boy, I'm jumping to some other thoughts, but then that's how our (laughs) conversation will go. Because, right, in a couple of days, wonderful Mercury will do its one of three times a year retrogrades, which is, as we know, as you were just saying, that's apparent motion, but still it's our experience. And it's in this... uh, more visual as you had said and musical and poetical sign of Pisces going back to thinking but the point is is that that whole process is more spiritual so it seems so to me evident that all these energy is trying to remind us that it's not just the physicality it's that inner spiritual sense and experience and to integrate.
1: well, I think that with, you know, Uranus challenging us to, and, and Ceres and Aquarius, and so there is some, you know, we do need to start thinking about changing our thought patterns. And and I think that Mercury going retrograde in Pisces can be extremely helpful to that because it becomes more of a meditative experience and less of a rational, uh, why do I think what I think, as opposed to going inward and finding those those pathways because they begin as visions first that will allow us to change our thinking because I think that there's a lot a lot of, uh, of that that is required in order to really transform or make the changes that this year is asking of us.
0: Yeah, pictures too. That's the old adage, it's a thousand words. That's, that's an excellent point that by, by looking or thinking or visualizing pictures, Or just using the exterior of of getting that inspiration spurs new thought. Or music. Music, actually, too, is very Mm -hmm. Piscean. Dancing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. So if, if things are conflicting, in some ways it takes such energy just to grow, to elevate out of the earth in fact the 15th today i was just receiving a little notice from a kabbalah center that i received that it's the birthday of the trees because there's this great energy pushing against gravity to reach upwards and that seems so Aquarian, doesn't it up to the heavens yes yeah vision indeed I know. I think we're up there now, floating around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but 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 that is, uh, and I speak as a person who has five planets in Aquarius. Your your con, my consciousness is often uh, elsewhere, and I think that that, and part of the purpose of that is following the sign of Capricorn, which is very much about what's tangible, and what's what what can you do, what can you make what can you build Uh, Aquarius uh, but of course at some point Aquarius is going to say well that's a really nice box but I'm sure there's something outside that box Mm. (laughs) and that is reaching into the unknown and often for us we see the heavens as the unknown right
0: Mm. yes it's true it does break the rhythms, yeah. It's Uranus, you know, it's it, outside Saturn. It's the next planet, and there's so such great purpose for that. In fact, I was just looking at different notes and the whole idea that from this stellium that was in January with all its uh structured of of Capricorn, which is actually Capricorn. I'm going to jump in and say that it's also a spiritual sign. You know, when you look at the the goat with the fishtail going from the sea up to the mountain. Uh, it isn't often spoken of that, but it is great. So I think breaking out of all our, our collective thinking that Capricorn is just ambition and it puts aside our, our emotions and that, which it does to a certain degree, it takes a lot of energy to create something of of structure on the external. But it does have that internal spiritual part and it takes a lot to Break through. So the point was that in the decay of things, a seed of light can get germinated.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, uh, I agree with what you're saying. And I think that what we don't realize is that Capricorn is really, in my mind, the fulcrum of life. If, if we have to be able to translate what we understand on all frequencies into the third dimension that we're living in, and I and looking Saturn is and Saturn plays a role in that. You can't and we think of structure as only an external thing when it's just as much an internal thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Right? And that's so, so beautiful. because
1: we, we live our lives from the inside out. So perhaps we should be looking at our internal structure to find out if that's as healthy and as and as uh, powerful and as strong as it could be. Because if our attention is always focused only in one direction, it doesn't matter what that direction is. That's not particularly healthy. You
0: no, know, and that goes back to your points of initiation. I was thinking of that sense that, and the mysteries. I think in an earlier conversation it reminded me of Ceres because she was the mother, Ceres, that's C-E-R-E-S, for those of you that may not be so aware of the mythology and of the asteroid um series.
1: No, she's a dwarf planet now. Oh, boy, things keep changing. That's
0: wonderful. (laughs) Very good.
1: And I'm sorry, astronomers do not send bulletins out to astrologers. Yeah, it seems
0: I've heard this, but I I go back and I think, oh my gosh, was it right? Okay, yes. So, and she's the sister of, of, of Pluto. That's right. So the two of them are actually...
1: No, I didn't think they were. No, he, Pluto took her daughter away from her. No, she's a sister. I think she's a sister. Oh well, and I, I might have missed that. Yeah. My apologies. Because I probably okay. missed that part of the update. Yeah. Earth-type. Well, altogether,
0: we'll get this right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's quite a. But essentially, that's the message: is that Pluto, uh, like winter, you know, took the daughter, and then with the return of the daughter, through there, there's right. life again.
1: And, of course, Mercury played a huge role in that because he's the one who negotiated the deal.
0: Yes, he can go between <laughs> uh, the... the uh, Between the worlds, yes. Yeah, the spirit and the past and the... Right, the lives there. So, once again, and actually that is a function of, to me, Mercury, is to integrate that spirit and matter. So, mm-hmm. as it returns, interestingly... When it starts its retrograde in a couple of days, uh, the sun will be is at the very end of Aquarius, and meaning that when Mercury finishes on March 9th, it'll be at the same degree that the sun was when it started. So there must be some kind of a reflection period, because you know our uh, the retrograde as as we both know, is all about reflection or reassessments and reconsideration and and all of that. It's not uh, meant to be a horrible thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and when Mercury goes retrograde in Pisces, uh, it, it is going to be. A, I mean, really, to me, that's almost magical in many respects. And so you you seek wisdom and awareness from um, aspects of your consciousness that, that you don't always pay attention to. And so you're going to have really vivid dreams and interesting images show up. And you might get that when you're listening to music or when you're meditating. Or or just – because. and for me, meditation takes many different forms. I mean, you can be meditating and washing the dishes. It's a, It's just a shift in your consciousness. It's not – you know, people always – Forget that, you know, uh, if you do something that you really love and you find yourself just sort of feeling like you're in a different space, in a different place, you are because that's what meditation is. Mm. So you don't need to sit down and, you know, go do something that brings you peace or makes you feel calm or relieves your stress. And Mercury and Pisces uh, retrograde is a highly inspirational time in my mind.
0: Oh, I like this. Uh,
1: and yeah, and apparently I've lost my train of thought.
0: Oh, well, it's <laughs> but it is a positive because we were yes. it, it supports that whole idea that it's a growth process, and yes. it and it will return back to the moment it begins. Because I was thinking of that uh, more mental mentality of Aquarius, twenty eight degrees, which it'll end up with. But this whole thinking too of our Relationships—that's what I'm thinking with other energies of Juno in retrograde—is that it's our commitment and it's our partnerships. That's you know, Juno, the queen of 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 of, of Zeus, queen of the heavens, um, to king of the heavens in mythology it unifies. Uh, or unites souls. I don't know if she unifies them, but she unites souls, you know. So it's like, what are we really, so much to think about, so much to feel. So sometimes we, you're right, we can't think of it linearly. We need to just kind of think of it in leaps and bounds and Pisces helps.
1: Yeah, that, that, you know, yeah, that really kind of uh, encapsulates what Mercury, retrograde and Pisces is. It's not linear. It's totally non-linear. So the more that you try to put things, and of course it's going to, um, uh, you know, it's in the sign that Neptune is currently in. So again, this is a highly inspirational time, highly creative. So I would suggest to people, you know, please pay attention to any ideas or, feelings that you have that seem way outside the realm of possibility because really that's what magic is and it's those things that are germinating because germinating doesn't mean full flower or grow it, it's not a full it's not a fully cognizant thing and i when i say cognizant i don't mean just your rational mind i just mean your whole consciousness so there's a lot I, like i think this is really going to be fantastic and actually i'm really looking forward to it because i've got some stuff that 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 i need some inspiration for like sooner rather than later
0: i really like this because i'm in the same boat you could say (laughs) oh my goodness yes i've got a story i started and i've got a potential workshop that awesome yeah actually it's going to be on the second date of eris squaring Pluto or Pluto squaring Eris in June 14th so that'll be (laughs) may as well leap in with the rest
1: of the (laughs) energy but that's well you know it's funny because I you know I don't I don't necessarily think that uh, people always get excited about discord and Mm -hmm. sometimes by having someone come into your life and they don't exactly agree with you 100 percent and there's some challenge uh, there it can offer you the opportunity to really uh, be objective take a look at at, uh, where you're at and uh, and what you're doing because we can all get so really attached to the way we view things or what we think about things that it it's a good idea every once in a while when we feel that that little push that maybe is an irritation because or a discord. It's discordant inside us. And and it's it's funny because I think that we spend a lot of time trying to make everything the same. And and part of the purpose of things coming into our lives that don't exactly match what we think the world looks like, which is a kind of discord in my mind, is an opportunity for you to uh, recalibrate. It's
0: totally true, especially with the idea of Neptune that, you know, really rules Pisces is is that energy that's not controlled. It's of nature, and we need to work in alignment with the universe and the cosmos. And isn't it, I think it's Bryant, Katie, I think I've got the first and the last names right, that says, yes, yes. and she questions. She says, is this true? In other words, if a thought, you know, comes to mind that as you're mentioning about something of discord that's upsetting You know, like, but is that really a true thought? And then, what would it be if I didn't have that thought? You know, um, it's a further analysis of it to kind of look at the uh, how it fits in. Just as you're saying, it can be revealing.
1: Well, and of course, squares are always about what's going on inside you. It's an internal thing. It's not an external thing. So, if you're feeling some kind of discord inside yourself then uh, it's an opportunity for you to instead of trying to stuff it down and 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 or gloss it over do whatever you want is is to look at what is that and and you know how is it that I'm trying to live in two different realities at the same time
0: yes and this gets all back to the whole idea of the nodes right now I think and for non-astrologers. It's the lunar nodes that I'm talking about. They're points of intersection between the moon and the orbit of the sun. And and they last for 18 months. And ours are going to shift here in May, May 6th. So we have about mm-hmm. three months left. And But they're in the personal sign of cancer and the more objective external sign of Capricorn. So really, it is this total part of this integration and struggle between how we're processing things and need to and our own story reframing it and uh, rather than just being told by authorities what's what i mean it's a lot of yes. <laughs> deep deep stuff
1: well you know and and we're 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 being prodded by several different energies now to really find our authenticity not not ah. to uh, and and not see doing that as somehow a commentary on anything outside ourselves at all. Just, just finding the pathway to uh, being able to express who we are. Oh,
0: Leslie, that's it. With that comment, we'll return right back after this little announcement. This is Talk Cosmos on February 15th with Leslie Francis, in Alberta, Canada. So we're talking about Aquarius and the seeds of germination. So we'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed-air sign represented by the water-bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all.
2: Curious about how using the faces of the moon can take you deeper into consciousness? Join Leslie Francis, professional astrologer, intuitive, and author of the 2020 Llewellyn Sun Sign book in a four-week webinar, Lunar Rhythms, Part 2 that explores using the phases to go beyond the physical so you can amplify your intuition, initiate a powerful connection with the earth and the sky, and create a richer, healthier life. Delve into the special role played by the phase of the moon you were born under. Find out what to expect with each phase, its challenge, and the parts of your body energized by each phase. This webinar is open to anyone fascinated by the moon. Lunar Rhythms Part 1 is not a prerequisite, nor is a knowledge of astrology. Begins March 1st. You can register at unlockastrology.com. That's unlockastrology.com. So you've already learned the ABCs from the alphabet, but what about the ABCs of astrology? On February 22nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Liz Mouchette will teach the basics of astrology covering the signs, houses, planets, modalities, and elements in a class called the Astrology ABCs in Marysville, Washington. To register for the class, call 787-431-2714 or email Liz at lizmouchette at gmail.com and visit her website, AlightPath.com, for more of her upcoming events.
0: Welcome, Stargazers. This is Katie Kaj, Evolutionary Astrologer at Cara Evolutionary Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos.
2: Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: Hi, Leslie. Well, we're back. This is Talk Cosmos, and we were just talking about authenticity. I liked very much that whole comment. That seems when you're talking about Aquarius and Uranus, that's really the name of the game. It's like, what's the real deal?
1: <laughs> that, that pretty much sums it up right there. <laughs> yep, it does.
0: So all these energies that are happening right now, my goodness, we've talked a bit about the mercurial questioning that we're all going to experience and the, and the inspiration, which is uh, it's purposeful. And that's fine. I think the fact that Venus, that rules, well, by rulership. I really like how Carolyn Casey always talks about influencing planets. I think that's such a (laughs) nice way of putting things. uh, So Venus is really so uh, important here because, of course, she's the one talking to both Taurus and Libra and Uranus is in Taurus and Juno's in Libra, and Venus is uh, really in, in a lot of... I'm wondering, how do we see this in the world? I mean, it, I'm thinking with all that energy of looking at squaring the nodes as far as astrology talk, looking at our processing and our emotional and our personal life, um, family, our childhoods and all that versus the external uh, structures of things and our goals. And then along with Jupiter, which is also because that's conjunct the, well, it's not really conjunct the South Node, but but the fact is on either side you have, uh, well, so Jupiter's there too at 17 and and the uh, nodes are at seven. But then we have Venus, which is at 11. So, just speaking as far as numerical numbers for those people out there that might be looking at the charts, you know, it is in touch with both the node and Jupiter of our philosophy. But at any rate, it's like, what are we attracting? How can we attract that which is for our survival and our relationships?
1: Well, for me, Venus and Aries is very much about take charge,
0: <laughs>
1: mm. you know, um, carve out a path of your own, because that's what Aries is really all about. It's about initiation. It's about carving out your own path. It's about taking risks. And with it in a square, a wide square to the nodal axis at this point in time, it really is a time of uh finding new pathways to take to recognizing that you can actually nurture yourself and still be in relationship with people because I think that you know we sometimes believe that uh, well I'm fond of saying that a lot of relationships are either a uh oh for heaven's sakes a hostage taking (laughs) I don't know anyways my or um a power game
0: Oh my, now that's so, visual. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, and I, and you know, uh, because all that whole uh, Capricorn and stellium included the South Node, there is a tendency to believe that you can stick with the, the way you've always done it and everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. but it's but it that's the south node so yes you need to draw on your capacity and and take forward from your life that whatever structure or traditions or things that are meaningful to you forward but you know it's time to stop in a sense uh holding on to things that no have outlived their usefulness which is always a little bit of a challenge for earth signs And Uranus and Taurus is is essentially the same message, just from a different perspective, which is what is it that you really value? Haven't you stopped to think about whether what you valued when you're 20 is still meaningful to you at age 50? Because, you know, we, we, you know, because Taurus doesn't another sign that doesn't like to let go. No. And it's it's probably the one that likes letting go the least. uh, uh, because it has everything to do with survival. So the Taurus imprint can often be, well, if that was important to me for my survival, it doesn't occur to me that that I don't always need to be in survival mode. It doesn't mean I don't know how to survive. It just means I can look, and Uranus is asking us to look at the world, not from a place of survival, but from a place of things change, and what you've built internally, you can carry forward with you wherever you go.
0: That's very true. Where you go, you carry yourself. and it's survive and thrive. I remember when that first came to my attention. I thought, isn't that wonderful? And it's really like a little plant that you want to grow. it It has to have all that nurturing of water, sun, earth of some sort to to manage. But another factor here is Chiron the wounded healer, with Venus that's in Aries It really gives a lot of purpose, it seems to me, to want to become and to keep reinventing because that energy wants to reinvent versus, you know, the spark of life, we might say, in Aries versus Taurus. It says, okay, survival is is consistency and status quo. You know, keep it strong and keep it sure. Uh, But, yes... To really realize that what we might be inspired to do has merit, just work with it, and the universe will tell us whether it works or not, and learn to listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Are we good at listening?
0: Well, yeah.
1: Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that that seems to be a difficult thing to do and I think that's because humans often believe it's their job to master everything when in the actual fact uh, when we look at you know the immensity of the universe and even the complexity of the planet that we live on it becomes pretty obvious that, that that is that living in harmony is not the same as trying to control everything right that mastering our lives is not about getting everything under control, but really about mastering ourselves.
0: In cooperation, too. I think that's a lot of it, is 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 cooperative action. And that goes along what you were saying about the discord, that it may seem evident that it doesn't go along with our plan of <laughs> thoughts, right? But that actually it could have some truth to it or else it's, adapting in some way yeah as far as listening to the everything i that could be the bottom line you know taurus is also the senses so of course it is our touch our hearing our sight our taste and it's our body and how the body that's you know they talk it's one thing to know about body language it's another thing to really understand what's my body saying you know
1: (laughs) yeah I mean, well because because often we we think of our bodies as as a vehicle and i'm not saying that that's not somewhat true it's just we need to take better care of it we we take better care of our of our cars and our houses and our yards and sometimes we take care of our physical bodies
0: well it's because i think part of it is is listening to it it's like How we feel—it's so easy to mask it with um, Mm -hmm. taking in foods. In fact, that's what I've been lately realizing: is like, (laughs) why am I eating? (laughs) Yeah, but um, so. At any rate, that's a because the food tastes good. Well, ideally, yes, but (laughs) sometimes it's a little tricky. Now, I want spicy. No, on top of that, I want lemon okay now i need a little bit of sweet you know it's like back and forth back and forth
1: well if th- that doesn't sound like the planetary energies i don't know what does yeah <laughs> yeah some of them are sweet and some of them are spicy some of them are chewy and salty <laughs>
0: <laughs> i often think of music that way sort of salty you know <laughs> like on a slant <laughs>
1: Used to... and you know it, it you know, and, and it's funny because you know, we can experience the energies exactly uh, the same way as we experience music or, you know, because, of course, everything is made up of energy. Yes. And sometimes we for, forget that um, we, we do live in the third dimension and it is important to take care of the physical dimension of our lives with and so we can accumulate a lot and I'm not, I'm not opposed to abundance. I just think that sometimes, I mean, I've said to clients, well, you know, do you realize that you have other forms of abundance in your life other than what's in your bank account? This is a
0: big message. And I think that's again and again, all of these energetic directions that we're going towards a new paradigm of the age of Aquarius that people talk about in theory And it's this huge transition of realigning our relationships with ourselves, with the universe, and with each other. And it really gets down to this old mercurial business of being able to bridge between the spirit and the matter. And Pisces is a great way and going back to the brilliancy of of Aquarius to kind of connect with it. But then all of these energies, whether it's Juno of relationships and commitments— of its eras, trying to throw the, the final question, whichever that is, It'll take me all year to figure <laughs> it out, you know. But it's very true. It's like it's not what you see is not always what you get. It's sort of what you see, which is, who was that great comedian that said that way back in in the um, Saturday Night Live? Uh, but it's really a matter of what you see internally. And they say again and again, the law of attraction, what you see and you feel you manifest. That's scary. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is a, a certain responsibility. That's right. Like owning.
1: Well, one of the things I want to say about law of attraction though is not all thoughts are equal.
0: Mm-hmm. They have
1: to. They have to be coupled with intent. And sometimes the intent is a, a subconscious intent that we're unaware of. Yes. Right. And That's so, true. you know, with Venus and Aries, it's a time of you know and it's not like we don't experience that every year in the cycle of venus going through all 12 signs and it's a time of you know thinking about newness in your relationship or forging a different path or um taking yourself more seriously cuz you know venus is is a collab as collaborative by nature oh this is uh, at least some of the time. No, <laughs> no, that's and, mm-hmm. and and you know, and it's funny because Uranus is in Taurus, and it's the Venus ruled sign, and so part of this is about creating meaningful community. Yes, meaningful yeah. connections. You know, and in, instead of is sort of uh, going through the motions, in- and I, I, you know, and I and I I mean this in the nicest possible way. But sometimes earth signs can really get in that space of just going through the motions and not realizing that that's what they're doing.
0: And that's why, yes, why, in a sense, that's how we listen. I mean, how the world, sometimes listening is not a kind thing. Oh, station identification, now we're listening. No, it kind of bops you (laughs) on the head or something or stops you cold (laughs) or redirects. You know, it's a sudden affair. And so we end up listening, whether we like it or not. But, you know, this idea of investing in friendships is so important. And again, it shows a whole new value system of of, 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 of support and, and connection and, and everything. It's very true, you know, that you were mentioning about meaningful communities. Because later on in the year, both Venus goes retrograde and Mars the planets mm-hmm.
1: of of uh, action.
0: <laughs> yes. And it'll be in Aries. So now we're getting a little taste of Venus saying, "Okay, move forward like I like how you've been saying, you know, choose your path, plant those seeds." And later it'll be like making them grow or burn or do something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, cuz Venus is because it's it's ruler of Taurus is also about what do you value? So it's you know, and and sometimes we can see really clearly what it is we appear to value by our relationship with the world, relationship with people, relationship with the earth, you know, um, relationship with animals. Uh, that often indicates to us exactly what it is we are valuing at that moment in time. And if we're going to, to find a new way to to, communi- to community, then our value system really requires some overhaul.
0: So going back to this time of using these more abstract forms of inner communication, which Mercury is communication and in the sign of Pisces, which will be right now very close to us, uh, is important to to, to take, uh, to accept and to go forward with music or movies or uh, dance, dance? <laughs> yes yes
1: <laughs> I know
0: that's right because it'll ins-
1: I love dancing that's I love music me too I know
0: yes I do too
1: <laughs> I and and you know it's it's interesting because often when we're looking for coping strategies because we always want to you know uh, how, how and rather than looking for coping strategies when a planet goes retrograde we need, really need to think about how we can use that energy uh in a way that's effective and, and useful for us without turning it into the boogeyman
0: yes and that's really that gets right down to the the basis of this whole purpose of the conversations here ongoing on talk cosmos so thank you leslie it really does illuminate the energies that are happening, like you say, all the time. It never gets destroyed. It just reforms. And so using it to its uh, best advantage. Because like if we take a little seed, it matters whether or not we put it in the sun or the shade. I mean, depending on our seed, maybe it wants the shade. It doesn't want the sun. Or it doesn't want a lot of water. I mean, just, thinking, <laughs> you know, of that little experience. Oh, Next week, I'll just take a brief moment here to say that we have once again on the 22nd of February, the uh, Moonbeam team here in Seattle with Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley. And we'll be talking about the next archetype, which will be Pisces and Virgo with the new moon and the full moon and kind of see what's to fix and what not to because it has to do with uncontrolled things. but. That'll be on the 22nd. So, And you can subscribe. Just remember, always go to Talk Cosmos and subscribe. And also to remind people that Leslie Francis, whom I'm speaking with tonight on the 15th, or repeating on the 20th, if you're listening then, has a webinar that was just mentioned. But either go to Leslie Francis or go to Talk Cosmos. And right there, of course, we have all the, the guests, and you can find everything out. She has the link and... And all of that, and it's very exciting about lunar, also lunar energies that were...
1: lunar lunar rhythms. Ah, that's a good. Word and it, and the, and the focus of it is using the phases of the moon to go deeper into consciousness.
0: Well, that relates totally even to now. This is so perfect. There's so many steps. But yeah.
1: Well, it's called synchronicity.
0: Yes. Yes, that's right. And that's when the energies. We're aligned you know
1: and and i'm always amazed by synchronicity so like when you just said that now it's like oh yeah this is very (laughs) yes yes synchronicity never fails to amaze me i love it you you know
0: (laughs) actually that reminds me of the fact that the when you're talking about the inspirational time of of this retrograde in pisces so it's it's really like turning the thirteenth Friday, the thirteenth, into a gloriously fortunate day. You know, letting go of all that negativity of fear. Into like, what opportunities of action can we find? You know, just-
1: well, and you know, just just even though Valentine's Day was yesterday, uh, I think it's really interesting. You know, to see that this year on Valentine's Day, the Venus Venus is in Aries. So how do you support your relationships in this coming year? If you, if you, if Valentine's day is, is symbolically significant to you would, would be to uh, honor each other's individuality and independence and support each other in whatever new spaces and places you want to go.
0: I really applaud this whole idea of autonomy and dignity for the new paradigm of individ- of people, of humanity, of, of Aquarian, like if we're going to get together in brother-sisterhood of, of oneness, of, of, of just cooperation, that's the name of the game. That's the bottom line is really, as you said, respecting our independence. and.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I think that, that uh, Capricorn is the patriarchy and cancer is the matriarchy and aquarius is the peoplearchy aha
0: <laughs> peoplearchy yeah that's it yeah well astrology is a fascinating energetic s- uh, sphere of of existence because it it relates inter- intertwined so many Beautiful um, you know, co- um, purposes and developments and 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 relates so you know many ways to get to Rome. I suppose it could have been said, but there's so many ways of under- <laughs> of understanding. Yes, through our astrology and so your workshop coming up will be that's March first, right?
1: That's yeah, that's the first one, and then it's on the Following three Sundays,
0: at what time? After
1: that.
0: What, well, it depends, oh, of course. Where it'll be. I think
1: it's um, I think it's three thirty, um, Eastern time, which oh, okay. would be which would be twelve thirty Pacific time.
0: Yeah, it uh, would.
1: And but all the information is on uh, Sam's website, which is where you register. Yes, which is unlockastrology.com.
0: dot Rf-
1: uh, because Sam is my producer. I'm very fortunate to have him as a producer.
0: He's a wonderful astrologer and a great soul. Yes, Sam Reynolds.
1: And uh, yeah, so it, it's a terrible thing that in this 10 seconds, Mercury and Pisces has already taken my practical brain. And I can't remember what time it is. Because it's not <clears throat> as typical for an Aquarian. Uh, it's not immediately in front of me.
0: Well, it's all in the future at the moment, so this is okay. <laughs> and the fact is, it's that easily I can relate to people, please go to Talk Cosmos. You can sign up for the w- weekly editions, and right there you'll see all the guests. Leslie Francis is there with, with her website and with uh, Ron's also, so there'll be no question about that. Well, we have about five minutes, Leslie. I've been trying to figure well you know it's interesting
1: because you know it when in talking tonight we've we really looked at the astrological soup and and nobody's really clear exactly what kind of soup we're making <laughs> so it, you know if you feel right now in your life that everything is in motion oh yeah you're not wrong Boy, is that- and and so uh i would advise most everyone to to just um you know, just breathe deeply, and and uh, because sometimes when we tighten up, you know, there, there's so much potential in this year for new pathways to open. For you know, we were we didn't really talk about the Venus retrograde and the Mars retrograde, but the Mars retrograde is particularly powerful because it is in an Aries and it begins in the very last degree of Aries, and so we're going to get to a place where we think that you know we're supposed to be forging ahead but the retrograde ac- activity will cause us to move inward again and and take a look at what actions we've planned or we so this year is a lot of trying to trying to find measured responses and yet getting this feeling that we want to move forward we want to move forward and not knowing how to do that with as you put it without burning things down
0: yeah and
1: it but, mm-hmm. No, this
0: is very true. And by the way, that'll be in September, I believe. For folks that are wondering when the Aries energy, and by then we'll have experienced so much that that'll be a natural part of the world because that's how it is. These planets, <laughs> they do their cycle, and we're just, you know, involved with it.
1: But- and they and they offer us always an invitation. So one of the things that I find challenging sometimes is when people say, "So what are the planets doing to us?" Oh. Well, they're not doing anything. They're offering an invitation of one kind and sometimes that invitation you know is a challenging one uh really pushes us to our limit but the purpose of of life is is really to grow yes not to stand not to stand still so i just wanted to say yeah mars goes retrograde on september the 9th and so and mars goes actually goes into aries uh, way before that, Mars is going to be in Aries for a long time this year.
0: Yeah. And so it'll
1: be from quite July off. to, to uh, I think, almost December.
0: Yeah. It, in fact, I think yep. it doesn't end till early January. Yes. But of 2021, you're right. Going back to that invitation, that really goes back to our seeds because I agree absolutely with this idea of recognizing that the energies can really. Depending on our individual, well, our individuality, our autonomy, we we interpret it as as need be. In other words, if it's a rainy day, I'm in Seattle, it rains, or where you are up in Canada, where it snows. Different people have different ideas. Some people want to go outside <laughs> and challenge it or do something. Other people, no, 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 I'm staying indoors. I'm playing my instrument. I'm writing a book. Or whatever, or else they just get depressed. Or else they <laughs> call, call up a friend and cook a cake. You know? But there's it's all personal, you know, it's our own interpretation. So it is so true. They're not but understanding these energies really gives us an idea of the reality of the potentialities. Leslie is such a pleasure. This is Leslie Francis that I'm talking with. Ducoded Talk Cosmos. Remember she has that upcoming lunar In depth understanding whether you're an astrologer or not on March 1st. And we will just have to continue some
1: uh, catch all talk again at some point <laughs> yeah uh and talking with me is a is kind of like where can we go well how about everywhere yes
0: okay well we have <laughs>
1: later this year we'll try and it. we're a dangerous combination sue because you're a gemini <laughs> and i'm an aquarius so
0: they love to yes it, the energy is air air here we go
1: in well, brackets let's talk
0: <laughs> yeah well thank you everybody It's a pleasure, and we appreciate you, and we'll talk again. Okay. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.